I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The FT. Welcome to Hard Currency, the FT's weekly Forex podcast, taking a hard look at what's driving the world's largest financial market. I'm David Kohan, a reporter for FT Alphaville, the FT's finance blog. And I'll be talking you through the market trends this week with the help of my special guest, Ian Stannard, Head of European Foreign Exchange Strategy at Morgan Stanley. Welcome to the show. I suppose we should start with the biggest haven in the room, the Japanese yen. It's fallen a rather impressive 3.5% against the dollar since elections were called last week. The opposition Liberal Democratic Party, led by Shinzo Abe, is almost certainly going to go back into power uh, when elections do go ahead on December 16th. You guys have a pretty aggressive yen target for next year, right? Yes, we're expecting the yen to come under quite significant uh, pressure and for dollar yen to move uh, sharply higher. Now, we believe that the move higher we're seeing in dollar yen this time is actually going to prove to be far more sustainable than the attempts we've seen by dollar yen to rebound over the course of the past couple of years. Now, this is for a number of reasons, some of them domestic, such as the uh, policy changes which appear to be taking place in Japan, but also because of international developments as well. But just looking at the domestic picture and the changing political landscape which appears to be unfolding, we would uh, expect the yen to start to come under pressure as we see the focus being put more firmly on monetary policy, more aggressive monetary policy, and even taking the exchange rate into account for that implementation of monetary policy as well, which certainly seems to be the tone of many of the comments which we now hear coming from the LDP. So this change in policy in Japan, I think, is going to be very significant and will put the yen under quite significant pressure over the medium term. So the reason why I think it's sustainable this time around is that the move higher has not been led by positioning, but actually been led by fundamentals, which is a very big difference. We're talking real money here. I think we're now talking about the fundamentals backing the move and actually positioning in the market, market participants, actually being very, very slow to start to position for this current move in dollar-yen. We've seen over the course of the past few months a very slow build-up of positioning in the yen, the short positioning. That has been very slow to build, where in previous rebounds in dollar-yen, we've seen the build-up of short positioning happening very quickly. This time around, it's been very slow, and it's actually lagged behind the news flow, which has been coming from Japan. The other main reason I think we're going to see the yen coming under pressure is the increasing attractiveness of the yen as a funding currency, particularly within the region. So funding AXJ trades and positions. That's Asia X Japan. That's right. So in the Asia region, we're seeing a lot of positioning being taken and funded in the Japanese yen. And that's been showing up quite clearly within the flow data. Japan's Ministry of Finance produced some weekly flow data. And if we examine that quite closely, we see that there is a very big outflow now taking place from money market funds. And this is a complete change in trend which is taking place. Over the course of recent years, we've seen a very huge inflow into Japanese money markets 
some of that has been safe haven flows. But that trend now seems to be turning around. I think if we zoom out from a yen, a dollar yen chart, you see something like a 27% fall since 2008, which a lot of people would put down to kind of the risk-on, risk-off paradigm, um, the idea that the yen is a haven. And you talk about uh, global factors coming to play and maybe the dollar suffering as risk sentiment changes. Do you think the political effect might be overdone? And do you think that policy change can really affect or fight against maybe a downturn in global risk aversion? Do you think policy might change before April, before the governor's tenure ends, before his deputies need to be changed? I think the changing policy dynamics within Japan is one element and actually fit into a broader change which is taking place. And I think markets are going to start to move away from this broad risk-on, risk-off scenario which has been in place over the course of recent years. Something FX traders will be delighted to hear. Exactly. And I think there'll be a far greater differentiation between currencies taking place with the individual fundamentals now starting to come back into play. And I think we're going to start to see a change in status for many currencies taking place. And I think this is where the yen as a funding currency will start to come into play. At the moment, we have evidence to suggest it's being used on a regional basis. But that could broaden out. We could see the yen starting to be used as a funding currency throughout the G10. And that would be, in the case of the dollar actually starting to lose that status as a funding currency, in fact, starting to become an investment destination. We often think of dollar strength in risk-off scenarios, dollar being used as a safe haven. But I think over the course of the next year, we could well see the dollar attracting investment inflows because of positive fundamentals. And I think that's going to be a big change. Let's move away from political risk and talk about trade, large trade deficits being formed, and at the same time, maybe foreign direct investment outflows. Do you think there's a structural change underway? Yes, I think there is. And that is evident throughout the region. I think inter-Asia trade is becoming increasingly important. And that is why we very much now view the Japanese yen not just against the dollar, but against its regional peers as well. So some of these bilateral exchange rates within Asia are now becoming increasingly important, probably as important as the dollar-yen exchange rate, given the amount of trade and the trade growth within the region. So that's a very important factor which is now taking place. And certainly as far as Japan is concerned, we are starting to see a change taking place with regards to its trade and current account dynamics. And that is becoming far less supportive as well. And over time, again, that will be a factor, a longer term factor, which starts to erode some of that support for the Japanese yen. And do you uh, want to be slightly more specific about its Asian trading partners? You're not talking developing Asia here, are you? It's developed Asia. Yes. And if we also look at uh, China as well, which is the most important uh, trading partner within Asia and increasingly globally. So the bilateral exchange rate between the yen and the yuan is very important as well. So we need to keep a very close eye on that. And again, the changing dynamics within China and their exchange rate policies can have broader implications as well. And the fact that we're now starting to see the Chinese authorities allowing some further currency appreciation to take place, currently still within the 1% fluctuation bands, but that is going to have a knock-on effect and allow the other Asia regional currencies starting to appreciate. And if the yen is being used as a funding currency into those regions, again, that could put downward pressure onto the yen. So as China liberalizes, other countries can take a step back from so-called currency war measures, and the yen will just get hit. That's right. So it'd be very much as a case of the currencies within Asia can appreciate together at the expense of the yen, with the yen coming under pressure and being used for funding 
into those other economies. To drag you back to Europe and the euro, one of my favourite charts from your uh, 2013 FX outlook was of the euro. Uh, it's life in 2012, and it kind of demonstrated that despite all the headline risk, despite everything that's happened, it has shown a surprising resilience. But you're a little more pessimistic for 2013, I think. Yes, throughout next year, we are expecting the euro to come back under pressure. And again, that is to a certain extent due to the fundamentals within Europe and particularly the growth outlook in Europe and in core Europe. We're now starting to see very significant signs of a slowdown taking place. But there is a short term risk, I think, of the euro rebounding in the first half of the or in the first quarter of the year. And we could well see euro dollar rebounding up into the 134 area. Now, that's very much contingent on the ECB's OMT being put into operation. So this is very much a scenario where we see Spain coming forward and asking for assistance from the EU and allowing the ECB to activate its OMT program. We believe that that would provide some significant support to asset markets at the periphery of Europe, reducing risk premium. Finally, just to put your money where your mouth is on the yen, what's your target? For 2013? For dollar-yen? For dollar-yen, we are looking for this current move higher to head up towards the 90 area. So I think it is quite a significant move we're going to see unfolding. Much of it's coming from the yen side of the equation, but also some dollar strength starting to come through as well. Okay, well, that's it for this week. Thank you very much to uh, Ian Stannard from Morgan Stanley. Hard Currents will be back next week with your usual host, Alice Ross. But until then, you can read up-to-date FX news and analysis on our website, ft.com forward slash markets forward slash currencies. And as always, Alphaville is worth a look. Uh, Goodbye. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.